The criticism people have is like, oh, we know what Marvel's gonna give us. It's never gonna give us something that A24 would produce. And this just feels like A24. You wanna see what, what Kevin Feige can do if he's told that, if he's challenged to do something? In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Hello, Ted. It is episode 206 of the Trailer Junkies podcast, and uh, we had a week off, a snafu, a couple. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I haven't done the website in a month, I guess. And I forgot and, to publish yeah. one week, so uh, <laughs> I guess that was last week I got it published. This week is this week. Yeah. In, in the time warp of podcasting and forgetting you're gonna get a bonus episode yeah so i don't know what's going <laughs> two on weeks but off or it is what it is <laughs> so well since we've been off so long i'm pretty thirsty let's get into yeah, beer right away it. i got a big one tonight yeah. so what do you have tonight oh okay you're gonna anchor it here for us uh i have yeah i'll anchor it i have a synaptic cleft double ipa by by Drakkar. Do you know that company? Wait, Synaptic Cleft? Look at it. Synaptic See? Cleft. Wow, that's like evil looking. Synaptic Cleft double eye. It's amazing. Right? It's got, it's like Skeletor. It's totally Skeletor. Skeletor, yeah. Yeah. Look, it looks like Skeletor, but I, for copyright, I'm sure it's not. I have the power. Uh, <laughs> what is he? He's like so whiny. I know, I know. Oh, there's no way I'm reading this ABV. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's a double IPA. It's probably ten. It's probably ten. We'll we'll, we'll look. Wait, it, wait. You can't see it, or what? What do you mean? You... I have my contacts in, and they're not focusing at the the distance. What if you hold up to the camera? Maybe I could see it. Oh God, you like your eyes are better. Than yeah, me. but it's the camera. It'll focus. Let's see. Oh, okay, let's see. I don't even know if it's there. No, I don't even see it. Well, if it's that really tiny, st no way, I can't see it. I know, right? Right? All right. Well, uh, then I got you beat. Then we'll just, I'm just gonna, we'll just I'm just gonna, it. I'm just gonna declare I got you beat. You just take it. I, I want to say this is about ten ABV. Okay. Well, I have eleven ABV. Yeah. Perfect. So there ABV, you go. For sure. Um, so I have a Maine and Mill Brewing Company. Oh, nice. Aged Oak Imperial Breakfast Stout. Ooh. Breakfast. That's a breakfast of champions. I've always wondered, like, do they really expect me to have this with my pancakes? <laughs> no, with your with your chicken and waffles. Like, oh, I can't get on. I can't get my you can, you can finger get, it. Under get your it. fingers under there. There we go. That's what she said. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, just licking my fingers. It's like it's like bourbon. Mm. Wow, this is so good. I mean, look how mine mine is milky. Like it's not even it's not even cloudy. It's like it's got it's like a solid precipitate in inside of it. It, it and it tastes so smooth. It's like massive lactose. What would that be like? <laughs> Mactose? Mactose. Something? Mucho toast. Oh wow. How's yours amazing? Oh my god. You know what it tastes like? Maple syrup. <laughs> there you go. It's a breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to dunk my I'm going to save this for the morning and dunk my pancakes in it. This is it tastes like maple uh, syrup. I'm not even joking. Uh, this is like incredible. What? The, uh, I don't have reading glasses here. Uh, see, grandpa, <laughs> well, the camera. grandpa the podcasters, camera. <laughs> you know, but this is uh, let's see. Imperial stout aged an oak. Yeah, no. Hey, Clarissa. <laughs> okay, so I got Clarissa since I don't have glasses and 
she has glasses on and she could read this into the mic for me. Just read this here. Imperial stout aged on oak with cocoa nibs, cinnamon, Mississippi mud espresso, maple syrup, and vanilla beans. See, there's your maple syrup. Have a sip. It tastes like it's like I feel like I'm having pancakes tomorrow. Is it good? It's good, right? Oh, it's, wow. it's incredible. How's yours? I know you said it's like it's like the milk. What, what, what is it? The What did I call it? The uh, Mactose? Mactose. Mine doesn't have an A. Oh, you know what? It's probably there it is. I like how you're using the, the, the phone to zoom in on it. That's like brilliant. Uh, I can't even. The funny thing is I'm sitting here and Clarissa has no idea what you're saying, <laughs> but she sees you do the phone and she knew exactly what you were doing. And she starts laughing. <laughs> so it's been a couple weeks. I know yeah. you came back from your trip to San, uh, San Francisco. We talked about that. Right. I know I'm t I'm totally off because like we're off a week that I didn't I didn't publish. Like this is <laughs> we're off. We didn't publish a week and then I asked for the next weekend off. Dude, I'm so lost. So it's like it's like we're three weeks behind. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. I'm so off. I I lost. I you know why you know why we're off balance? Why? Because I don't have balance because I lost my big toenail on my left foot <laughs> we talked about that right well let's start there let's start there we'll take it from the top we'll take it from the top well, well we know that we talked about it but we'll just say that it is healing nicely okay good is it starting to grow back do you have a little nub coming out i i don't want to look at my toe that close oh that's so gross <laughs> I look down there from from my standing up part place and I'm just like, that's about as close as I want to get to it. Is your toe bed there? It's like all like dried out and like crusty or it's 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 all dried out. Ugh. It looks like a nail itself. It looks oh. like there's a nail there because the skin is, you know, is kind of uh, scarring. What? It's not scarring. It's scabbing. So it's like, you know, all the skin that was under the toenail is now kind of a scab. It's tender, though, I bet. It's tender. Yeah. I, I imagine this is what like Deadpool's fingers and toes look like, you know? <laughs> right. Because they're disgusting. Um, and every now and then I feel so yesterday was the first day I wore shoes since this happened. I wore shoe. I wore shoe to into work we're going to work like a closed-toed shoe exactly closed-toed i've been wearing was it hard to was it hard to put a sock on no if i, oh, I okay. said if, if it's if it's gonna be hard to put a sock on then i'm just gonna put my flip-flops back on and say screw it i'm not gonna if it's hard for you to get the sock on i'm not gonna spend the whole day in a sock and a shoe you know I mean? right so, right yeah standing so and yesterday walking was, around yesterday was the first day that i put the sock on didn't feel a thing and and really it comes from the nighttime because at night i basically have to sleep on top of the covers which i do most of the time anyway but sometimes in the middle of the night I'll end up putting myself under the covers or just getting under the covers you know like kind of in half in my sleep yeah I, I do the same and and when I do that when I've done that except for Wednesday night I could feel it like oh no I remember I remember that I have a toe thing and the toe's got to stay out from under the cover this is the weight of the covers down at the bottom of your bed it's like you have the gout you know oh yeah no but so I did the did the closed toed shoes yesterday and we're on the mend I can still feel Feel it and oh, it good. still has like a weird shooting pain every now and then. Oh, yeah. But I think that's just like residual nerves or something. So other than the toe, I mean, you know, I I, I hate to dwell on that, but let's not dwell on it. Yeah, but how, you know, how else have things been going? I mean, we haven't talked for a little bit, you know, and I know, I know. So we had a great um 
we I went to a concert. First time we went to a concert in a long time. What'd you see? I saw Dave Matthews Band. Oh, nice. So Dave Matthews Band was playing at Hollywood Bowl on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, very cool. Of this week. So we went on Monday night. Great show, or is he like aging? Great show. He's aging, but it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's really just, you know, Anne's there. She goes, this is really just like a jazz show. They just kind of jam out all of these songs, you know, so. No, I, you know, I've seen, uh, well, I've been to dead shows. Oh, and I told her, I said, the Dead and Company's coming next summer. Oh, nice. And they're billing this as their last tour. Oh, we got to go. So I took that last tour and I sent it to Ann and I said, I'm going to this. Right yeah. Now. So you're going to. So we'll, we'll, we'll go. No, well, let's go, dude. Let's plan it. Okay, great. So I saw the dead at Soldier Field. Uh-huh. I saw Fish oh. at, uh, I don't even remember, it was like the Rosemont Horizon or something. This is, you know, Chicago area. Yeah. Rosemont Horizon, I think, on Halloween. And what Fish would do is every Halloween, they would like take on the persona of another band. And this particular year, they played The Who. Oh, right, right, right. So they had three sets. The first set was like their studio recordings. Right. The second set was like an hour of, you know, and then the third set was uh, who's Quadrophenia. Wow. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, the second set was like I I wasn't I I wasn't stoned enough. Uh, I see. (laughs) But Anne is correct, though, in that it's like a jam session or a jazz band because it's just, you know, for like every song ends up in. Well, they they brought it. They brought out like two guest trombonists, and they had these awesome, like you know, five minute trombone solos. And then they went, and then they went. I said, "Anne, you know what's next?" They both had trombone solos. Now get ready for the trombone. Yeah, the dueling trombones. Duel. You know, <laughs> they're gonna go back and forth, and they did that for a little bit too. So, you know, he pulls people out. Was it kind of ska like? No, I don't think so. It's oh, okay. It's, you know, it's not so much to a marsh beat. It's more of a just more of a jazzy upbeat, you know? I mean, it sucks that, you know, Dead and Company, okay, they're going to come back next year, last tour, all this stuff. Right. It sucks like Jerry's not there. I and, know. You know, I but know. you got to go anyway because, like, it's the legacy. If this is the last time John Mayer is going to play with, you know, uh, uh, whatever, Weir and you know, Lash and all them, like, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude, it'd be amazing. Ah, oh, oh, that's I can't wait. So we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out either. Absolutely. Up up here or down up up your way or down here, whatever. Well, not up my way. We're gonna. It's at the Hollywood Bowl. You said. No, no, no. I went to the Hollywood Bowl for Dave Matthews Band. I don't know where they they always. I mean, Dead and Company always come to Hollywood Bowl, but don't they do Santa Barbara something or something? If they do the Santa Barbara Bowl, that'd be even better. Yeah. You know, it's like a super small venue. Yeah, we'll hit we'll hit one of those. We'll see where we can get what we can get for what. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So that sounds cool. How about you? What have you been doing this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're six weeks into the new school year, first progress report and all this stuff. And so school is well in full swing for myself and the boys. And, you know, we're doing all that stuff. So, I mean, it's like it's kind of all consuming at this point. Right. But last week I brewed a Belgian triple. Oh, that's right. And that that went off 
like beautifully. I mean, the the fermentation, and I always love that really sweet fermentation smell. It's so good, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that uh, was a was a great brew. It went off really smooth. Uh, we had about two inches of rain, believe it or not. Really? Oh, it poured for about like twenty hours straight. Oh man. Maybe, oh, I should say poured, but like it poured for a while and then it kind of drizzled and poured and drizzled and poured, but up to about two inches. So it was it was pretty good. And uh, yeah, I mean, just continuing training for the the SB 100 that's coming up on October 22nd. So, um, you know, we're still doing all that good stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, things have been like, like I said, with with the school year for the boys and my work year, it's like, yeah, you're just getting into gear and yeah, it's just like all consuming right now, trying to get their study habits back in line. Ugh. <laughs> Tim's writing, working, reading, doing math. Like he's like Mr. I come home, I get out my backpack, I get out my stuff, I get by the time I get home from work, he's done. Right, right. I right. look at so Mike, how about you? And he's like got like a the the Tower of Babel Lego uh, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like I'm like, you know, Yahweh coming in, <laughs> like striking him down. <laughs> You know, and and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's they're they're well, it's like Audrey and Bryce. Man. Well, and here's the thing, right? <laughs> I, I will agree with you. Audrey definitely does come home, right? Get her stuff, gets her stuff in order and sits down and does her homework. But I will say, although up until this school year, I would say the Mikey experience is what we had going. Right. I think Bryce has a different uh, agenda. Oh, maturing, maturing. So, so, you know, he's getting the work done Good. for the most part. And, you know, I what Ann's like upset, he's got one or two missing assignments. Oh, uh, one assignment's nothing. And he used to have like three assignments missing per class every week kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. If you have one out of like 21. And I'm like, if you have one across all of them. Yeah, exactly. Like it's that's that's fine. And you know, it, past couple of weeks, it's been like a thing of like, you know, just a timing thing of not the, the teacher getting it and not entering it in. So he's turning it in late, but it's turned in and, you know, the, they're giving they're granting him some leniency but he's not scoring so great at everything so i'm just like what's the deal with these scores you know and he's like well some of these things you have to just spend time on it and you you get points for being on it for an amount of time but i just do the answers really quickly and is it like computer stuff it's i ready it's i ready so it's basically oh i don't know that one you read a blurb then you answer questions about that blurb but you have to be on the computer for more than 20 minutes so he reads it answers questions Get some of them right. Some right. Logs <laughs> off. And he logs off. And he's like, I'm under 10 minutes. But I was like, so just stay on the computer and just, you know, toggle back and forth or something, you know, just like get the time in to get the points. If half the points is if you get over 20 minutes on it, you know, just you have to do that part, <laughs> you know? Right, right. You got to play the game sometimes, you know, but yeah, well, you know what, though? It's like. I mean, the habits of a student sometimes are just important as the performance that you have put in. Right. If he's like doing it, getting the work in, putting in the time, doing the assignments, whatever that is. I mean, like that's half the battle. Half, definitely. And it feels like more than half the battle. Yeah. Get like <laughs> just get the habits of a student. The other stuff will bring up the rear. And oh man. Yeah. Well, that's good. He's maturing. And I feel like high school is the play. And he's he's still in middle school. But I feel like high. He's eighth grade this year. He's eighth grade. Yeah. And I feel like high school is the place where it where the grades matter 
there and the grades matter to college, you know. Well, yeah, because you get you need credits to graduate. Nobody's nobody's got your middle school transcript. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's social promotion until ninth grade. And then once you get to ninth grade, you have to pass to get credits. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get the credits, then you need to take the classes over (laughs) or you drop out (laughs) because there are graduation requirements. Exactly. So I think he'll do fine. I mean, it sounds like he's already getting there and maturing and stuff. So I think so. I think so. So we'll have to just like convince Anne that she, he's on the path. Yeah. (laughs) And go from there. Back off a little bit, give him some breathing room. He'll get it, you know? And then do you guys have a homecoming at your school? Uh, Homecoming. I, is it a month? No, I, uh, you know what they i got some emails today about it uh-huh. and i am i i i don't do any, i think it's like in three weeks yeah okay yeah i think it's so have you seen any have you seen any uh promposals any any uh any people asking people uh, with, with signs and flowers and balloons and stuff yes i have is that something new i said it was i said you know there about i think five to five to ten years ago i went really crazy the promposals yeah and people were like skydiving with smoke and like wouldn't it be like home prosal because it's not prom this is a home prosal yeah home 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 prosal h h hc prosal whatever but now i think it's it's pretty standard you got to make a sign you got to have some flowers or or balloons and then you kind of have to set up the scenario of like your people around you you know oh that's what that was (laughs) no i saw this kid he had some sign and his whole sign was glued on solo cups there you go okay what what did it say it was like go with me or something like that yeah there you go there you go homecoming proposal and this girl's standing there and of course this guy comes up behind her and there's all these girls uh-huh and i'm st- this is like at lunchtime right and i'm kind of <laughs> out in the patio and i look and i'm like why do like 25 girls why are they all taking pictures of this <laughs> other girl? And this guy walks up with a sign and then she turns around and it's like, oh, my God. Like, oh my, yeah. And I'm like, what was that all about? Now I know. Look at that. Now, you know, I work at a high school and I got to learn all this from Ted. That's right. <laughs> because guess who got her homecoming proposal today? Oh, Audrey, 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 one of the one of the water polo boys. So she's in she's in in dual class. She has dual six period. And uh, because what does that mean? Dual six period. It means she has two classes that she takes during six period. One is um, play pro and the other is water polo. And basically play pro play production. Okay. So like drama. How does she do both? Well, you do drama when you have drama and then during the during the water polo time. The water polo really starts after school, but they kind of put it in place of your PE. It's it's CIF uh, sports or whatever. Yeah, we have that too. Oh, so they only have 6 period day? Yeah. Oh, we have a seven period day. So oh, okay. our seventh period would be her water polo then. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Got you. Okay. This is the PE replacement water polo, but because it's the replacement and because they only have six periods, they double they double book it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. So she went into her play production class and they were kind of making assignments and she got a call from one of her water polo friends and they were like, they need you at the deck. They need you at the water. They need you by the pool. 
And she was like, oh boy. She was like, why? What are you talking about? It's not even our season yet. And Ava's just like, come down right now. Oh boy. So she leaves. So she leaves. She tells the teacher she has to leave play, play pro. She'll be right back. Yeah. So she goes out <laughs> and she goes onto the pool deck and everybody's standing around going crazy. And this guy's like holding up a sign saying, you know, I would be a champion if you went to homecoming. Ah, look at that. <laughs> so that was exciting dad time today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I bet she's excited. She's super excited. Super happy. Yeah. I'm assuming she knows the kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They. Right. They don't. She doesn't. So I don't know. I don't know. if Maybe maybe kids hang out like I hung out back in the day. But my kids do not hang out at all. <laughs> like Anne runs a much tighter ship than I ever had. Yeah. And it's good thing too because i don't know it's a diff- different time i mean does she have like a crush on him or anything or no i don't think so no i don't oh okay but she knows him and she's like you know she's she's happy she's happy about the whole thing so it's nice yeah uh, but i was just like oh my god we were <laughs> we were hanging out so much but by the time i was 16 i was like not at home you know what i mean i was just out yeah i had a i, I was bagging groceries and playing hockey and yeah you know driving a car that was all rusty <laughs> Yeah, no, th- but your parents barely knew where you were, right? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, they 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 had an inkling. Yeah. Well, like I was either bagging groceries or <laughs> playing hockey or yeah, I guess or at a buddy's house playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know, but yeah. All right, man. Cool. That sounds exciting. And uh, let's jump into Marvel Studios presentation werewolf by night werewolf by night what do you think uh okay since you asked me first i'm gonna get into this so yes, i like the it. 80s news vibe uh-huh, uh-huh. not even news it's like the 80s uh um uh, what's the show with lee majors oh fall guy fall guy yeah it has like that fall guy vibe oh, okay. or something right all right mm-hmm. um you know with the with the like the ba-ba-ba-ba-da-ba, you know the <laughs> yeah but it's like a twist on the marvel music uh-huh the way they do it and then it jumps right into like a 60s hitchcock psycho theme yeah yeah and then as it goes on it's like vincent price house oh. on haunted hill yeah yeah, it goes through all the fun stages. Yes, it's amazing. And then it's a crazy version of Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> like a whodunit. It's, yeah, it feels like there's a whodunit in there for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, it's noir. It's all the things you said. And it to me, in the marketing space, it feels like something... It, it, uh, <laughs> I, I love to think of this as rebuttals to the zeitgeist, you know, what I mean? like the zeitgeist for the zeitgeist for Marvel has been like, ugh, Marvel is paint by numbers. We know everything the superheroes are going to do. They're going to they're going to save the day. They're going to rule the thing. You know, they're going to do this. This is that nice respite in the middle here where it's Marvel. It's Kevin Feige. But it's this oddball kind of thing that's happening that that has a space because Disney Plus exists, you know? Yeah, okay, let me ask you this then. Well, and I do have a couple of comments about what you just said there, but let me first ask, recognizing there's like a few thousand characters, <laughs> right. whatever, however many thousands of characters, are any of those characters that you know of in this? I don't know. I mean, and then I guess the second thing is I made a comment two or three episodes ago about how 
Disney is great at curating. And what Disney does is they go out and they acquire properties Uh they curate these properties. And then they're in a safe space and they just kind of work within the property. Now, granted, Marvel is within that property. Yeah. However, it's a complete departure from what Marvel does. So I think that's very cool that they're not playing it safe. Of course. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, you, the criticism people have is like, oh, we know what Marvel's going to give us. It's never going to give us something that A24 would produce. And this just feels like A24. You want to see what, what Kevin Feige can do if he's told that if he's challenged to do something. Or if they, if they take the reins off. Yeah, yeah. Or if they just, yeah. Just go do it. Just go do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> do something else. Do something you want to do. And yeah, here's like I, I I don't know. Like here's here's thirty million dollars. Go do something fun. <laughs> you know, I wish someone would say, Jim, here's here's a couple of thousand dollars. Go do something oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what would I do? I don't even know. Well, you wouldn't make a movie because they cost the <laughs> right, right. Maybe but, I would do some fun podcasting. There though. you go. There you go. Get a new mic or something. No, you have a great mic. I don't know. Um, no, it's not about that. It's about the creativity of what you do. I, I would probably put more, I don't know, SOT drops in there. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had more time. Yeah. But yeah, no, I th- th- like, so, okay, I played it for, you know, uh, Clarissa and Tim. Mm-hmm. And Clarissa's like, oh, this looks cool. We need to watch. And right. Tim was like, this isn't the Marvel that I know. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. So what is that? And he's like, he's like, it's too gruesome. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. All right. So, but I don't think it's intended for a nine year old. It's not. It's not. It's not the audience. It's not. Exactly. It's not a four quadrant movie. It's not a four quadrant movie. And it's not. I guess the brand of Marvel is so strong that you could throw something at like this. And this is in, you know, in a comic book somewhere. It's not going to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is such a behemoth, you know, flying down the, the, the train tracks. Right. You know, this is like a penny, a penny on the thing. You know, it, it, won't, it will, will not derail the Marvel brand. You know, what I mean? it's just it's just a, an amazing. No, no, no. Nor the Disney brand. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about it, though, is when you think about Disney, I mean, and Disney going to the Waybacks, when you think about Disney, I mean, it's always been, and I will, you know, use like the definitive always been a four quadrant company. Yeah. They want like kids, grandparents, parents, like families, single people. They want everybody in their products. <laughs> right. This might be one of the few departures. Just a genre piece. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the only one I could think of off the top of my head that departs from their four quadrant assault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just their four quadrant strategy is a good way to put it on the audience and just where it's coming from so no i'm i'm super excited i i mean i was pretty much done with marvel like if they came out with like another i don't know like iron man like you haven't watched she you haven't watched she hulk yet right haven't watched the hulk she hulk yeah. have no interest mm-hmm. love and thunder i'm like okay well, you know at some point it's we'll there. watch it's it there. when we get bored <laughs> yeah it's not going anywhere <laughs> this i will definitely i definitely plan to watch the moment it comes out like within that weekend right. or whatever yeah yeah it's it seems it's it looks just super awesome i love vincent price i love house on haunted hill I love, you know, 
Hitchcock and Psycho Mm -hmm. and just that black and white, like creepy vibe. Halloween. I mean, it has like it has like everything. The release date. I mean, you name it. It has it all that we're looking for to to a T to a T. And I think if this gets the eyeballs and the views and the streams that it's supposed to, this is the very first original TV special for Disney plus. Really? Is it? Okay. Yeah. This is the, this is what they're Marvel. I guess Marvel's first. Wait, this is a series or a movie TV special. So it's a movie. Oh, right. That's what I thought. Okay. But it's not, it's not even pitched as a movie. It's pitched as a TV special. So it's like that. It's, it's a weird nebulous space. It's like, uh, like Thornbirds or something. <laughs> That's like where the ABC yeah, opening exactly, comes from exactly. for that. Yeah. For that one. It's that <laughs> one night where it comes out. on like, here's that one off thing and you're going to see it tonight only on ABC. <laughs> so I'm just hopeful that this does well. And then we can, we can find a niche where fun experiments and fun trials can, can be had in this space. And why not? I mean, you know, obviously this costs money. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying what do they have to lose? They have to lose like they put in $30 million or whatever it costs and nobody watches. But like aside from the money side, and and, and I, again, I, I'm not diminishing the amount of money something costs, but I'm saying aside from the money, like you have nothing to lose. In other words, people watch it or they don't. And you learn like, what's your education worth? This is like, like Disney is a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation. You can afford to take a risk now and again. And if it doesn't work, then just adjust and try something different, you know? And, and maybe you're, you're also giving people some goodwill and like you're, you're taking, like you're taking the reins off. Like you said, the, the director and the crew and writers, writers and all that stuff, they can all have a little bit of freedom and just, and just try to do it. In the end, you know, you have artists and videography and cinematography and all that kind of stuff. It's, it it is an art. I mean, look at Hitchcock. I mean, it's an art, you know, and, Mm -hmm. And if you let people do the art they're going to do, they're going to come up with some really awesome stuff. But if you dictate down to the formula that we see a lot, I mean, like, you know, we look at Netflix, for example, sometimes things become so formulaic that they lose millions of subscribers. Right, right, right. Because and then they raise the prices for their crappy formula. (laughs) And then people are like, well, this is like this isn't Netflix of five years ago and you doubled the prices i'm out of here you know and and uh, no i think it's totally cool that that disney and marvel are doing this and uh, yeah marvel studios presentation werewolf by night so i'm excited i'm excited so ted what have you been watching so this week and last week i guess we're still watching She-Hulk. We we actually do like She-Hulk. Okay. Do you, it's good or it's very good. It it's like a PG version of uh Deadpool. Ah. It kind of has that it has that tongue in cheek breaking the fourth wall. Jen's always talking to the camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's got a fun fun side to it. Okay, let me ask then. So you have a high school daughter and a middle school son and 
probably daughter is more the thing, um, the angle I'm looking at. Would you say it's more geared towards her or is it just is it again like just anybody could watch it sort of a thing? Anybody could watch it. It's nice to have She-Hulk in this space because she doesn't need anyone <laughs> like it. And it's not for it's not it's for all ages, but she's trying to date. She's 30 something. You know what I mean? So she has it's like women's lib. Yeah. You know, it has an alley. It has an alley McBeal quality to it, too, because it's. Oh, OK. OK. Because it's She-Hulk attorney at law. So there's a lot of time in the law office. But she goes on these. She does like a OK Cupid or whatever it's called. Match match dot com where she gets she she signs up and she signs up as she Hulk, you know. Now, is she non Hulk at times and then Hulk at other times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She spends she spends a lot of time as Jen. Oh, OK, OK. Uh, the, the human and she's very diminutive compared to She-Hulk. So it's fun to see the clothing because, you know, the clothing is made to to shrink and, and and grow and stretch, but it doesn't shrink all the way down. Conveniently, when it rips off, it always covers boobs, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So the the funny thing was like there she's going she goes on this date and you know it's going really well and they're about to go to the bedroom or something and she stands up and she picks the dude up and she like cradle carries him off the camera like over the threshold yeah yeah like that like that is she pretty ripped? Oh, she's amazingly ripped. Yeah, I, I mean, is she like a former bodybuilder or something? Or no, it's CGI. Oh, it's CGI. So it's not like the Lou Ferrigno. It's not the Lou Ferrigno. It's the all Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, because I was gonna say like if it was the Lou Ferrigno one, like that guy. I mean, Lou Ferrigno is huge. Yeah, and he still is. <laughs> he still is. Yeah. Yeah, he was in. He was in the offer. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, that, that's why I said he's still alive. I was like, oh, it's amazing. He's still there. He's he's a meat. He's a meathead in the offer. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to go back and forth, or you want me to just keep going? No, we can go back and forth. Okay. What have you been watching? Anything? Okay. So yeah, we did. Uh, or well, not we. I I did. Um, Untold Flagrant Foul. Oh, good, good. Did you like it? Oh, dude, it's amazing. You know, all the untolds are amazing. So there's one untold I have yet to see, and that's the the Australian sailing one. I watched that one, and I watched it, and I was falling asleep, and then I woke up, and I was like, Ugh. but I remember the dominance of um, of the United States in in um, in in America's Cup. In America's Cup. Yeah. Forever. Like it was forever. And I and and I remember the guy. I remember the guy too. Was it like eighty six or something when Australia won? Or eighty eight or something like that? Yeah. I re- I remember wasn't it was like a hundred it was it's the longest streak in, in history. It's like a hundred exactly. years of America winning over a hundred years of America. Right. Yeah. So that one I haven't seen. But but fl- fragrant uh, fragrant foul. <laughs> fragrant. It doesn't smell nice. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> No, but when I don't shower, it's a fragrant foul. <laughs> no, but flagrant foul. The funny thing is, though, I remember that ref. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, just his face and like when he's older, I don't recognize him. But when they show the him clips, in the games yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. and the clips, I'm like, oh, my God, I remember some of the games watching right. and stuff. And that guy's reffing him like unbelievable, you know, but um I think my favorite part about it, though, is, okay, they, they're they not supposed to gamble. Any, anywhere. Can't gamble anything. Anything, right? They don't gamble on sports, uh, craps, blackjack, nothing. But among themselves, they're, like, betting on, like, dinner, drinks and stuff. <laughs> Who's going to call the first foul of the game? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, five minutes into the game, dudes are like are like elbows to the eye socket, <laughs> and no one's calling anything because they don't want to like pay for dinner. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what are these guys doing? You know? So yeah, it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. They're golfing every day. You know, they're playing skins golfing, <laughs> and you know, and they're and they're going to Vegas, but they're not not gambling right, whatever. But isn't it? It was like a mob though. It was like they were the mob within the the NBA. You know, they were they had they had their own code of conduct, and if they didn't like a certain player, then or the way a player treated other refs, then he would get it for the next week. <laughs> you know, the oh palming when he was palming that Allen Iverson. Alan Iverson carrying palming the ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's just his natural move. You know, and the thing I loved about it, though, like you're making a half mil a year refing games and you have like this, the the cohort of other referees. Right. And just like you said, I mean, they're they're just this this mob within the NBA who's doing what they're doing. I mean, it's just the privilege that you have as an NBA and probably like the NFL and probably major league umpires. I mean, probably all the same, but here's the thing. I think MLB and NFL, they have a very strict, maybe MLB, maybe not as strict. So I'll just stick with the NFL. The NFL has very strict rules and they are so embedded in the gambling part of it <laughs> that I think that they are just like everything needs to be legit and even. And and I think I think there's very little subjectivity. But you watch basketball and there's so much subjectivity. Basketball is so bad. And says that that she doesn't watch basketball because they don't call traveling. <laughs> I'm like, if they call traveling, then they just call it on every single player because every single player just plays into that. Takes a half step extra. Well, except Jordan. Jordan always took two extra steps because he was Jordan. <laughs> right. And nobody nobody called it on him forever. You know, he would he would take one step and then he would position his other foot while he was shooting. And it's just like that's two extra steps, Jordan Michael. You got it. Well, and that was the amazing thing that they talked about too, was there would be guys, the nameless guys, I guess, right? They would get called all day long. The superstars, I mean, they had car blanche to just take it to the hole no matter what, right? And who was it? Phil Jackson or something that said they people in the stands don't come for you to, to call fouls on Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's one of those things where it's like it's all about money at some point. And they even got to and I remember when the Bulls and the Knicks would just go at it year after year, you know, and the Bulls were having the rain in the 90s. And for whatever the reason, it was always game seven. Right. And now, you know, now <laughs> at the time, I was always like the fix is in, you know, they want it to be game seven because good business because of TV contracts. Yeah. Right. So if it goes if it's a four game sweep, sure, Bulls or whoever might just rip through a team, but you can't have that. They lose out on three games of revenue. Yeah. And this confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> and what Stern's trying to hire the FBI guy away from the FBI. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, for you. <laughs> God, they're so corrupt. They're so corrupt. All right. What else you got? What else you got? All right. So, um, I watched Goodwill Hunting. 
the movie from that from very long ago. Wow. You like them apples? I love them apples. Um, nice. You and Ann both said the same thing when I said I watched Goodwill Hunting. Ah. <laughs> I love so it's a very med- I was like, will it hold up? That's that's my question. It holds up. It holds up for sure. I watched it a couple years ago. It holds up. It's meditative. Even the fight scene plays out in slow motion to like Simon and Garfunkel. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, and there's such a great movie and there's these great high points and it just plays into these high points. And it really has like this, this masterful pacing that just takes you very gently through the first two acts. And the third act is also, you're so emotionally involved that that third act just like rips, grips you and, and holds you. So love that. Love that. Love the conversation between Matt and Ben where he's like, you know, the best day of my life is when you when I take that walk to your door and I just hope that one day you won't be there. You won't be there. Yeah. You know that. And then when Robin Williams said it's not your fault and he just gets him to break down those two moments. That's the whole reason I watch a movie. And I and I've watched those scenes separate. I found them on YouTube and I've watched those scenes over the past 10 years. I watched those scenes specifically. But when you sit down to watch the movie and you watch it from end to end. It, you have a different emotional investment in it. So the scenes are more impactful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got, you were taken to this place instead of remembering that this was a great place. So. And what I find fascinating about too, though, is when you look at where Matt Damon's career went with the Bourne movies and all that kind of stuff, you look at where like Ben Affleck's character went with, I don't know, wedding planner or something, whatever he did. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bu- he had a bunch of rom coms and then he did rom coms. Then he did some action movies and then he was Batman. Come on! Oh no, no, wasn't he the autistic assassin? No, that was uh oh yeah he was he was the accountant. The accountant, yes, that was. But the autistic assassin was uh, Will was uh, Mark Wahlberg in in Mile Twenty Two or something like that, or in another one he did. Oh no, but no, but but definitely Ben did like the the assassin though. That was yeah. The, or I'm sorry, not the assassin, the accountant. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, but no, you know, it's kind of like the way they play the roles in Goodwill Hunting is kind of the way the roles in their Hollywood career played out too, though, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you know, when you think about Matt Damon, his his career was you know he went off and did great things, and and Ben Affleck kind of like stayed behind and just did the basics. Yeah, it's kind of funny that way. No, no, they definitely, they definitely did uh, different pads, but yeah. Oh, they're both successful, of course. All right, yeah. The next thing, um, I I texted you and I said you needed to watch it, and I don't know if you did. Trainwreck, Woodstock '99. No, I have not watched it. I think I started it. I was watching it at work in the background. I watched ten minutes of it, and then I was getting pulled into it. Exactly. And I couldn't like I couldn't work and watch it at the same time. Exactly. You know what? You beat me to the punch. I'm like Ted. There's no way you could work and watch it. It's too good. So it. Uh, Netflix is a three-part series. Okay. And they play like it's like three different acts mm-hmm. the way they play it out. And I remember when Woodstock 99 happened and my a few of my buddies went and they wanted me to go. And I said, "Dude, I can't go. I have this I, I go figure, right? I had a bike tour I had planned in Colorado <laughs> at the time. Like I've been riding bikes for a long time, right?" 
And I'm like, no, I already have this trip plan. I had my airline tickets, I, you know, and we were going to fly our bikes and we were going to, you know, do this week tour around the Rocky Mountains and stuff. So I never went. And when they came home, I remember they were telling me like, dude, it was off the hook, you know, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> OK, sure. And they had, you know, like some film, you know, because there's no digital cameras. There's no cell phones, you know, and it was like basic stuff still at the time. And there's stories and a couple of like grainy pictures. And you're like, oh, yeah, that looks like a good time. Well, I had no idea. And this is 90. You, your friends went to 99, the 30th anniversary, right? Is that what the, that's what this one was about? That was the bad one. That was the bad one. 99. Yeah. Yeah. 99. The bad one. We I, I went to 94. Oh, did you? I went to the what? I, I think it was the twenty fifth. I think I went to the twenty fifth anniversary, right? Twenty fifth, yeah. And it was um, it was pretty pretty amazing. It was it was really cool. We got covered in mud and <laughs> and we did we did mud. Yeah, and, they they talk about it a little and bit. We did all of that, but there was not the the rage. Ninety four did not have the sexual uh, assault that ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There was there was far less about the sexual assault and we did not partake in that. Well, they get into all of that stuff. So here's the thing, though. So HBO, you know, I was I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. So I Googled like Woodstock 99. Uh -huh. Well, what pops up? HBO has Woodstock 99 Peace, Love and Rage, a two hour documentary. Ah, OK, there you go. So we did them back to back. <laughs> Compare and contrast. <laughs> it, it, totally right over a few days i mean we didn't do like all three you know yeah we did it over a couple of days but we did the netflix three-part series they're like 45 minutes each so you know okay so like put it together it's a movie right yeah you could you could get through it i think we did it like we did that one like in two days and then we just watched woodside 99 uh, uh on hbo hbo i think was much better okay higher production quality told more of a story rather than documenting what happened they both i mean they were both documentaries but like the woodstock one i think put to, it wove together a better story that they brought in like some of the the attendees and their experiences and the way that i don't want to spoiler alert because <laughs> though you start picking up on what goes on with this one guy a little maybe if not early at least halfway through you realize what happens and and then at the end, they do the reveal. Right. It's 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 kind of obvious. I don't want to say any more because I'll start giving it away. But OK, but I think the HBO one was was better. But it's all worth viewing. Oh, I would watch both, you know, and I would, you know, and then let and then you decide, you know, I mean, I think the funniest part about it, though. So Fred Dirtz from Blimp Biscuit, he just eggs the like he was like the guy. He was like the impetus to turn the crowd into a mob for the rest of the week <laughs> the weekend yeah. into a yeah. mob right yeah. for the rest of the weekend right right so he comes off the stage and and i don't know if it was like carson daly or it was somebody from mtv they said oh fred that was amazing like tell me about your experience First thing he says is, wasn't our fault. <laughs> no one asked you. <laughs> How guilty do you feel? Well, <laughs> he did it all for the nookie, you know. He did it all for the nookie, right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, though, it's like, oh, that was incredible. Tell me about it. it wasn't my fault. First comment, wasn't our fault. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, that you just told me you're guilty. 
No one asked you if it was your fault. You know, Car- Carson's a company man. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna go down those roads. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, no, it was it was it was really good. I I would recommend it. And you're right. If you try and work in the background, yeah, you get pulled in, dude. And when I went to the like just the Wikipedia page, the bands were incredible. In spite of all of that, you know, I mean, there were a lot of bands I wasn't into, but man, so many of them I would have been into. I mean, just unbelievable. Like, there's no way you can work and have that on in the background. You're just going to get drawn <laughs> right, in right, by right. the music, period, you know, and it was so good. So, so. I, I, I remembered like Nine Inch Nails was my one of my favorites at, at the one I went. They were not there. They, they were the one that I went to at 25 in, in the 94. Okay. So 94 had like a triple headliner of Nine Inch Nails, Metallica and Aerosmith. Oh, nice. So that was that, those were that was the second day leave the the main stage or what but yeah amazing and they, they even had collective soul and candle box so it's like two of the two of the bands that sound exactly like let's put them right together and do that right and no one's gonna know the difference <laughs> right oh they changed from soul, soul uh, collective soul to candle box and then uh and then my favorite which is kind of sad because it was one of the last well the last time i saw shannon hoon of blind melon oh yeah 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 a big big blind melon fan back in the day yeah, I am too. I, I always like them. But yeah, they had the way they put, you know, the way it was, it was like, I think it was, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but it was Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine. No, or was it Corn, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, the Metallica or something? <laughs> and then like one dude's like, yeah, there's a lot of rage right there. <laughs> you know, it was incredible. So, all right, what else you see? All right, so there's a couple. So one show that I'm watching that that little that little demon. Okay, that sounds familiar. Little demon is on Hulu. Are you back on Hulu yet? Are you? Is it not coming? No, out? no, when, is not. It next is it October that uh, Handmaid's Tale is coming out. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, we'll probably do it in October. In, well, yeah, I don't little know. demon is cool because it's a Danny DeVito production and Danny Vito plays the devil. Oh, nice. But it's also done like his family and it really has like this nice How old is that dude now? Oh my god, he's pretty old, but yeah, I don't know. Wow. I'll look it up while you're while you're going. He's still he's still still working. <laughs> And it's it's really cool to see him as the devil. And they actually take on some some nice topics. You know, there's an eating disorder episode today that I watched and it was just like, well done, well played. Like, you know, like treat it with within the context of the way the show is, but address it and address what it feels like to to have this. Oh, it's animation. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Animation. Oh, okay. This is the one where I told you that the main character's mom gets naked to teleport into the into the netherworld yes (laughs) so it's it's very interesting when you get hulu back give it give it a give it a couple episodes and see see if you like it or not yeah the last thing i watched which was also on hulu was reboot oh was it any good i heard it got like terrible reviews we covered reboot a couple weeks ago or whatever a month ago and um i don't know i like it i like i like where it is what it's going you know i like the people in it so if it got terrible reviews i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it out and and watch it out we'll see no no i mean you watch what you want to watch don't listen to the other schmucks yeah (laughs) and you know the hardest i'm having a hard time watching my two favorite shows because i'm watching them with people so these are all the shows all the shows that i talk about are just shows that i watch on my own or or she hulk she hulk is just 
30 minutes and it's once a week and everybody in the family wants to watch it so we watch it but audrey doesn't necessarily like to watch andor which just started so we've only watched one episode of that with bryce and ann and myself so why isn't she into star wars i don't know she's just she's like i need a break you know too much other work school work but i definitely want to see she hulk so let's watch she hulk and then you can watch something else yeah no i get that i get that and i'm like that's fine you you have the right to not watch whatever you don't want to watch and then the other one is the power of the rings i i love that show it's a beautiful show oh i'm looking forward but ann and i watch it together and you know we just don't have a lot of time that's just us together and not with the kids around so and the kids aren't into it yeah and that's how we are with house of the dragon right right so we're gonna finish house of the dragon i think though when you think about amazon now is that a drop at once or is that a weekly weekly okay so we could do that but it's like the weeklies are kind of tough because like you find spots in the night you know and yeah and uh but yeah right now we're doing house of the dragon we'll probably get into what's it called the uh power of the rings (laughs) Power of the Rings, yeah. Yeah, Power of the Rings. So we'll probably do that after, get our fantasy on <laughs> and, uh, you know, and move on. But yeah, like I said, House of the Dragon, we're continuing. And then we pick up as a family, we pick up uh, Seinfelds here and there. <laughs> so Still, 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 still knocking out the Seinfelds. What, what's? Oh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. What season are you in? Are you, are you going, are you going? We're like season six or something. Out of nine? Are you just going in order? In order, yeah. So we got a lot of Seinfeld under our belts. And then when you're done with that, then you're going Larry David show. <laughs> no, you know, I've never seen that. Oh, it's pretty good. Is it? I like I like his wife in it. Uh, Cheryl, what's her name? Cheryl Hines or whatever. She's, she's an actress. Uh, and it was on HBO, so probably not for children. No, it's a little it's a little edgier, a little older crowd, but 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 amazing show. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. But the, and then there's also the Gary Shandling show, which was the Larry Sanders show. Oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> that, that was HBO's. Yeah, that was good. Core comedy phase, you know, <laughs> from dream dream on through all of uh, through Curb Your Enthusiasm. You watch anything else? No, that was it. So uh, Untold, Flagrant Fall, The Two Woodstocks, and House of the Dragon. I mean... what You, you said you watch House of the Dragons, but last time you like it, it's 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 in your wheelhouse. Are you do, you... do you know how many seasons they plan on doing of this house? Or is it going to be like one season of this house, then we're going to find another house and we'll do another, we'll do another one-off season anthology-like? Let me say I have no idea to that question i haven't researched it or looked into it but as an but as a but as a a fan which would you rather well that's what i'm getting to so i don't (laughs) right i don't know if they're gonna do any more i would assume they will i don't know how they're gonna play it out but they've already introduced uh another house okay okay spoil it for me i don't care <laughs> so you have like the House of the Dragon, which is is uh, the Targaryens, uh-huh. and then they're like, oh well, here's the Lannisters, and then they bring in that house, and and I think they're already like, and they're not a huge like the Lannisters aren't a huge role in it, but I think they're already making the transition, and here's to the next season or or the, the next thing we're gonna put out is gonna be the Lannisters, and then at some point you're gonna bring in the Starks, and then you know, and then they're just gonna be rolling it or something you know what i mean and then at the end they're gonna do one where they're all together oh no they already did that one (laughs) 
and then they'll actually have a good last episode. Uh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, the last episode wasn't great, but I can't. I can't wait till your kids see the last episode of Seinfeld, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> well, you know the funny thing is, though, they brought it up, and a few times they're like, "Man, these are just some bad people." <laughs> they they already know. They already know. They already see it, right? They're like. Their their moral compass is better than ours was as children because we watch the show loving them. <laughs> I know. At the time, we're just like we're like, oh my god, I'd have I'd have thrown that chick away too, man. Like the way with her man hands, <laughs> whatever it was, right? Like that's how we are. They're like, wow, that's really not nice. They're bad people, <laughs> and I'm like. I don't say anything. I'm like, oh, my God, that final episode. Like, they're going to be like, well, of course they need to go to prison. It's just so right. (laughs) You know, so, yeah, they're already like, you know, just nailing it. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. How'd your beer finish? Oh, man, I'm still having it. But you know what's funny, though? It's like these beers, like they kind of get sticky after a while. Like, oh, very. Yes, that. I mean, they're so sugary. It's drying out and it has that sugar glaze on the glass there. Right. Exactly. You know, and and they're just I need to go kiss Clarissa. So like (laughs) she sticks to me, you know. But no. Yeah, you're right about that, though. It's like it's like this glaze or something. And but as I'm drinking, it, it's like improving, getting better. I mean, it's boo. It's I mean, it's just it's so like chocolatey. It's grainy. I mean, it's it's such a well-rounded, well-balanced beer. Um, I wish I could make some. I mean, like I this is beyond my purview, I think, as a brewer. This is so good. You can stretch. You can do it. You can do it. I believe. in. Oh, I've made some great beers. But man, this is like I mean, but do one where you pour like maple syrup in it. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to figure out how to do that. How do you do that? How do you do that? You don't know. Well, the question is, do you do the maple syrup before and let the yeast eat the sugar? And then the, the right. Or do you do the maple syrup after? And I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I'd have to research it. I don't know how to do a beer like this. This is. It's like. It's like Breakfast beyond my purview. Breakfast out the next of of your adventures into the unknown. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, well, we'll see. All right, man. Well, hey, you have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right, Ted. We'll talk. Talk to you later. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.